a snooze. Happy holidays, y'all. I'm Bart, owner of Scooter's Coffee in Farmington. Are you looking for that perfect gift for your mom, dad, son, daughter, teacher, barber, eye doctor, popcorn maker at the local theater? Everyone loves Scooter's Coffee gift cards. And this holiday season, we're doing something special. For every $30 in gift cards you purchase, you get a free drink card for a free drink of any size in the month of January. Wow, now that's a deal. Come on down to Scooter's Coffee in Farmington and get your gift card for the whole family. There's just something special about Scooter's Coffee. Missed any of the start? We have another special guest on the line with us. Well, now you can hear it anytime, anywhere. Send straight to your phone. Subscribe to The Start on AM 1240 KFMO Podcast. You'll hear all the best The Start has to offer. Missouri 8th District United States Congressman Jason Smith. Even if you sleep in a little bit later. It's time for another Missouri State Legislative Report. Subscribe today to The Start from AM 1240 KFMO with Apple and Spotify Podcasts. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Good morning to you. It's going well here. How about there? And I hope you've been enjoying the interviews this morning. Uh, first up was Rick Wibbenmeyer right out of the gate with the Wibbenmeyer Remax Best Choice Team and their real estate tips at 645. We had Mike Henderson, state representative, at uh, 720. And Dale Wright, state representative, about uh, 745. Now coming up around 820 here on the radio, AM 1240 KFMO, we are going to visit with Cindy Buckeye Cordaway, state representative. Then we'll have Chris Dinkins, representative, talking with us uh, around 845. So just trying to get a lot of different perspectives on the session coming up. Now the topics are much the same, but each representative has their own special district they cover representing different needs for different folks so uh, we're going to get some different perspectives and different takes on that session which begins next wednesday Uh, this government thing is really important to all of us so uh, we hope you're enjoying the information as well as uh, getting the information you need to know to make the right decisions when you go to the polls and believe me you'll be going to the polls three times for sure next year there could even possibly be a fourth election of some kind uh in the mix but we believe that it's going to be three next year including the april election you have the august primary and the november presidential election municipal election and school boards and things uh other boards county boards stuff like that and issues in april local local election basically Coming up, we'll have a newscast here on the radio, and you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. Right now, I'm trying to check the temperature. I have to go to like two or three different places, all because National Weather Service still doesn't have their (laughs) their temperature, the humidity, the wind speed, barometer, dew point, visibility, all that's just just those minor statistics, you know. (coughs) So... <clears throat> Let's move on and find out. Uh, seriously, though, we'll take a look here. It's 33 on the thermometer, but we've got some winds moving out there. And what's happening is they're moving out of the northwest about 8 miles an hour, causing that 33 degrees to feel like 26. Oh, boy, doesn't that make you want to go outside and walk the dog? Oh, I hate that for our dogs. You know, I started walking 
our large and medium-sized dogs, oh, I don't know, about a year ago, I just thought, try to walk them every chance you get. They just like it. They enjoy it. And they live in the house. They're either in the house, on the porch, or in the fenced-in yard. And the fenced-in yard, in my opinion, could stand to be a lot bigger by about an acre. But, oh well. <laughs> I don't have that much money for that much fence. So what we have is that situation. And it's just nice to take them for a walk and take them down to the road, down the driveway, back up the driveway, walk around the house, you know, and all of that. They really enjoy it. But when it's cold like it is today, I just go home and all the dogs meet me at the door. They're jumping on me. They're ready to go outside. Boy, that blue tick hound, he makes a noise like Godzilla almost. Right in my face until I take him out. And on a day like this, I just have to say, look, buddy, no, <laughs> no, it feels like 26 degrees out there and I'm just wearing my street clothes. So no, no, is how I say it to him. Like he's saying, I want to go outside when he barks at me, you know, so have fun with your uh, pets in the uh, cooler temperatures today. I'm looking out the, out the window to see. Do we have any snow right now? I don't think so at the moment, but it is a possibility. We'll have more on the weather coming up. News is next on KFMO. Discover unbeatable deals at Buffalo Wild Wings in Farmington. Indulge in the all-American burger and fries combo for $7.95. Paired with refreshing $2 Bud Light pints on Wednesdays. Or elevate your week with 75-cent boneless wings on Mondays, half-off traditional wings on Tuesdays, and buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Happy hours from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and late night from 9 to close every day. Buffalo Wild Wings, 615 Maple Valley Drive, Farmington. Kids' birthday party coming up? Do you have an event that you're hosting and you need a custom cake, cookie, or just have a sweet tooth and want a tasty sweet treat? Lulu's Cakes in Deloge is just the place. With their years of experience and attention to detail, you won't be disappointed. Lulu's Cakes on Lincoln Street in Deloge can create custom orders for cakes and cookies for any occasion. Open daily, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Lulu's, Lulu's Cakes! cakes local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Friday, December 29th, and it's 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. In this newscast, we're going to hear about a new program, an employee referral program from the Office of Administration in Missouri, and several elections are coming up in April. We'll talk about those with St. Francis County Clerk Kevin Engler. And during the holiday season, we watch for unusual activity, something that might alert us to a possible burglary or maybe other incident. St. Francis County Sheriff Dan Bullock says being cautious is a good attitude to foster year-round. Be aware of your surroundings, watch what's going on, be a good neighbor. Watch your neighbor's homes and your neighbor's cars and vehicles. When you're uh, out shopping, park out in a, in a well-lighted area, put your packages in the trunk and lock them, lock them in. We've noticed a trend towards opportunity, and if the car is unlocked, if your house is unlocked, if it's readily available, they will get it. According to Bullock, crime has been on the rise over the years in St. Francis County. Citizens can help by simply being aware of their surroundings. With several elections taking place in 2024, the April elections will have a large ballot. 
St. Francis County Clerk Kevin Engler says in April, the ballot focuses on local positions and issues. City councils and the school boards uh, filing for that ended uh, on the 26th of December. We had filings for most of the different departments in the ambulance district, the 911, everybody. I expect that uh, there will be a couple tax issues put on the ballots by our local schools or community college. Engler explains the primary elections will be held in August and the presidential election in November. According to Engler, he expects a 7% voter turnout in April. The Office of Administration is set to debut a new state employee referral program. The program, Show Me's Got Talent, was created to incentivize current state team members from eligible executive departments to advocate for and endorse jobs to quality candidates, positively impacting the hiring and retention of state workers. The program was proposed by the winners of the 2022 Show Me Challenge. That's a program that allows state team members across Missouri's 17 executive departments to identify solutions that improve how citizens are served. Executive branch departments that recruit using the Mo Careers job application platform are eligible to participate in the statewide program. To find out more, just visit Hire Mo Talent. That's Hire M O Talent. Mo.gov. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Friday, December 29th, 8:13. Here's something about the weather today. We're expecting skies that are going to, well, produce a little bit more snow and possibly rain around 11 or so, but gradually ending. Cloudy today, 36 degrees the high. Northwesterly winds gust up to about 20 miles per hour. Time for sports now with Jared Pettis on KFMO. Check our website too, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. Day three of the Central Christmas Tournament from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse. It was a six-broadcast day as we started with the girls' semifinals and top seed Central beat the five-seed Festus 70-38. to Chloe Dishbein leads the team with 19 points. Taylor O'Connor and 16. The Central Lady Rebels never trailed in that one, outscoring Festus in the first 20. 20- 26 to 8 and never looked back as they move on to the championship game getting back there after getting upset last year by the Fredericktown Lady Cats who played in the second semifinal on Thursday against the three seed South Iron Lady Panthers. This game was hotly contested and back and forth South Iron led after one 15 to 10 but Fredericktown used an 18 to 4 second quarter to take the lead then it was South Iron 19 to 16 in the third to keep it close and it started out Fredericktown in the fourth but South Iron came all the way back and Anna Parker kept her team in it with 31 points Rena Miller adds 12 but it was this lone made three pointer by Peyton German all game that sent her club the Lady Panthers to the championship game with the buzzer beater Frederick Town's got fouls to give Yes. Dinkins to Parker, clock ticks down to 7 do we have overtime, it's down to 4 Parker through a screen, she'll take it in, kick out German at the buzzer, German got it South Iron going to the championship game with the buzzer beater Peyton German 57-54 the final and Central knows who they play and it's the South Iron Panthers. For the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats, Ava Penuel led with 14 points. Gabby McFadden had 12. She was 4 of 5 from the land of plenty, while Kira Francis put up 10 points in the loss. Fredericktown will play Festus in the third place game Saturday, while Central battles South Iron in the championship game, both of those on AM 1240 KFMO. And from there we had four boys quarterfinals from the TJ Fulon 
Fieldhouse on the boys' side of the bracket. We started it with top seed Central and the Rebels as they played the nine-seeded Steelville Cardinals. Central wins at 76-55 and never trailed after a 16-8 first quarter. The Rebels get 31 from Joe Bryant, 12 from Zach Boyd, but 19 from Caden Casey. Owen McPeters' 19 points for Steelville was not enough as the cards will fall to the fifth-place bracket. And the Central Rebels move on to the semifinal. They'll play against the four-seed Hillsboro Hawks, a rematch of last year's championship game. Hillsboro beat the five-seed Potosi Trojans 70-63, a game that got close towards the end because Potosi outscored Hillsboro 23-19. But it wasn't enough to outlast the Hawks. As Hillsborough comes away with the victory, Greg Robinson lays in 16 points with 11 rebounds. Dominic Sutton adds 12. Then Nick Marchetti's 11 was followed by Peyton Brown's 10. For the Potosi Trojans, Carter Whitley gets 27 points in the victory. Both teams shoot 55% from the field, and both teams make 26 of 47. Interesting stat line there. Hillsboro will play Central in our first semifinal tonight on KFMO 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip-off. Potosi plays against Steelville. From there, it was the South Iron Panthers at the two-seed going up against the 10-seed DeSoto Dragons. The upsetters DeSoto over St. Genevieve in the first round. Couldn't play Cinderella in this one as they get beat by the two-seed South Iron Panthers 66-45. Sawyer Huff had 24 points in the win. Marquise Burst with 16 points. Hunter Huff only had 5 Five points, but adds 15 rebounds in the victory for the South Iron Panthers, who out-rebound DeSoto 32-13. South Iron moves on, and they face off against the Farmington Knights, who outlast Festus. In a buzzer-beater shot that wouldn't fall for the Tigers, the Knights win that one 44-41. They get 16 points from Cannon Roth and 12 for Max and LeMans, including two straight three-point buckets made that gave his club the lead early in the third quarter. He goes four of six from the land of plenty while Ford Festus drew Johnson and Aiden Clifton add 12 each. The Tigers were outscored in that second half 28-23 to and the final score 44-41. That sets the field for the semifinals tonight as Central plays Hillsborough at 6 and Farmington goes up against South Iron at 7.30. Again, our coverage starts at 5.30 on AM 1240 KFMO. That's tonight in the semifinal. Other happenings from Thursday from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse in boys' loser brackets as the Fredericktown Blackcats beat North County 55-39 and it was St. Genevieve over Perryville 77-54. Today's action in the loser's bracket, Jefferson plays Crystal City at noon and at 1.30 it's Fredericktown and St. Genevieve. Then in the fifth place bracket, Steelville and Potosi at 3, Festus and DeSoto at 4.30. Out-of-town scoreboard check from Thursday and the first state community bank girls holiday tournament in its fifth installment from West County and Kingston. At West County of the winner's bracket, Hillsboro beat Viburnum while Valley Catholic falls to Perryville 51-46. West County drops one to Jefferson 68-40 and Cuba wallops DeSoto. And in the ninth place bracket, Crystal City falls to St. Paul 49-35 but Valley Caledonia beat Kingston 45-40. Crystal City will play Kingston in the 11th place game today at 1. And in the ninth place game at 2.30 it'll be St. Paul and Valley Caledonia. And the Warrior Winter Classic on the boys' side, Kingston falls 
to Seckman 84-57, and Valley Catholic loses to St. Vincent 59-56. Kingston plays in the third-place game against Fox tonight at 6, and for Valley Catholic, they play Valmire at 3 o'clock today. Rockwood Summit Girls Holiday Classic, Farmington beats Webster Groves 62-50. Farmington plays in the championship game today at 4 against Francis Howell, who beat Francis Howell North 58-41. And the Rala Holiday Tournament that features North County, they fall to Waynesville 80-51. North County will play Raytown in the 7th place game. And the Giants Jingle Bell Tournament in its first installment. West County falls to St. Mary's 76-36 in the semis. They'll play in the 3rd place game against Lift for Life. And St. Paul loses their 5th place semifinal to McKinley 68-32. They'll play today at 3 in the 7th place game. From there to the ice at Enterprise Center in NHL, the St. Louis Blues are back at it tonight to wrap up a homestand when they host the Colorado Avalanche. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock puck drop on B104.3. And NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Coverage starts at 2 on KFMO with kickoff at 325. And NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers play Ohio State. The Buckeyes in the Cotton Bowl today from Dallas. Head coach Eli Drinkwitz says they've enjoyed the pageantry of the Cotton Bowl experience, but now all the focus needs to be on today's game. Our focus needs to increase on the game. Uh, it's a great opportunity to be in a New Year's Six, but it's really important to play well. Um, to have 34 days off in play is a real challenge, and, and so our focus is to try to focus on the fundamentals, the things that are really going to matter, pre- and post-snap penalties, ball security, tackling. The Tigers and Buckeyes kick off at 7 o'clock today. Missouri ninth in the nation, Ohio State at 7. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. May you have the best that this holiday season offers. Hi, this is Chris Nelson, president of First State Community Bank in Park Hills. All of us here at First State Community Bank want to send holiday cheer to you and your family. Happy holidays from First State Community Bank in Park Hills. The Family Fun Center in Bonterre is putting the family back in the family fun. It's the perfect place for a birthday party, family game night, group outings, or just come hang out and have some great food and lots of fun. Be sure to check out their new go-karts to make your experience even more enjoyable. Whether it's bowling, arcade games, go-karts, bumper boats, bounce houses, or just hanging out, you can count on a great time. The Family Fun Center, open Wednesday through Sunday and located right off Highway 67 on Old Orchard Road in Bonterre. Stay tuned to KFMO. We have another of our legislative special reports coming up. We're going to visit with State Representative Cindy buckeye Quarterway coming up next. Stay tuned. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service at Ironton wishes you and yours the best holiday season, including the best of health, family, and happiness. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. If you're looking for a house and land or just a place to hang a tree stand, doesn't have to be just a dream. Call the Whitmeyer team. Call 636-524-6056. This is the start on KFMO. We start your day. We start, uh, you know, the lights when we come in the building in the morning. We start the car before we get here. We start so many things. And it's time to start another interview for you here on the radio this morning. We're going to visit this time with State Representative Cindy Buckeye Cordaway as our legislative interviews continue. Good morning, Representative. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? 
Doing fine. Just uh, thanks for being with us today. We really do appreciate uh, the time that not only you spend in Jefferson City representing the folks that you represent, but also talking about it here on the radio. Thanks so much for doing that. Um, let's just jump right into this session. It starts next Wednesday. And um, what do you think about when you look forward to that? Well, first, I want to say thanks for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to Missouri citizens. I'm really excited about the session coming ahead. Um, you know, we spend some time here at home between the interim, you know, between middle of May um, to the end of the year, and we get to talk to folks in our districts and around us and hear what's important to them. And so I've heard so many important things to my people and to people around me um, that I'm so excited because we've got some great bills in the hopper this year. Um, so that that's, that's really cool because I feel like I'm really um, honoring those people in my district that that want some stuff done. So, you know, I, I agree with you. It's exciting and it's rewarding and it's fulfilling to be able to actually affect change in the state, change for good for the constituents you have, not only them, but for all Missouri citizens uh, that are um, residing here in the state right now. So, uh, what are some of the measures you're looking at introducing? Sure. So, I've got a couple of the measures that I had introduced last year that we're introducing again. Um, a big, big um, interest in the area is uh, mental health awareness being taught to kids. Um, you know, they, they learn in high school uh, what to look for, but, but I want them to be taught earlier. I've had a lot of people reach out to me. There's so many um, kids that unfortunately are, are committing suicide and, and they're not knowing where to turn before they do something. And, you know, obviously we all know it's permanent, but I think sometimes their brains don't realize that and they think they're just, they're just coming up with a solution to a temporary problem, but it's a permanent solution. So that's huge on my list. Um, I've got a bill on um, private information um, to have stiffer punishments if someone publishes that information on the Internet or social media. You know, um, sometimes people want to do things to harm people, so they go out and publish their Social Security number, date of birth, all that kind of stuff. That's not right. We shouldn't allow people to be able to harm someone that way. Um, we've got a bill filed for modifying the provisions relating to the endangerment of a highway worker. You know, a couple of years ago, we had a few um, highway workers that were struck and killed. And, and they were working, they were, they were just working on the side of the road. And it's so unfortunate that they lost their lives. And, and so this would modify the, um, the, the fines. That it, it was up to $1,000. This would modify them that it would be at least $1,000. Um, because, you know, maybe that'll make people think, oh, I might get charged $1,000, so I need to drive safer through these areas. It's not much, but it's something better. Um, one huge issue a lot of people have talked to me about is presidential preference primary. <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize that in March they're not going to get to vote for who they want to be the president. That unfortunately taken out a couple years ago while we were in session. I tried to bring it back last year. We got it passed in the House, but then it stopped. We didn't get it passed in the Senate, so it hasn't been signed into law. So we're going to try to pull that back up and bring that back because, um, you know, we want people to have their voices. Um, we've got a bill on taxation of vehicles over seven years old. It's had a lot of constituents reach out and say that, you know, they're, they're being taxed to death. Got some people that are running for other higher offices that are saying that they can just day one remove um, personal property taxes. Unfortunately, that's not completely correct. It would have to go to a vote of the people to remove personal property tax. But what we could do 
is take a vehicle that's seven years or older and drop it from being assessed at 33 and a third percent down to 5%. That's my proposal. We could do that, and then they would pay a lot less. It would help um, a lot of people that are um, constituents of mine that are older and that are struggling with this. So I'm pretty excited about that. I've also got several other bills. Um, one huge bill for me modifies provisions for giving preference to Missouri companies in state contracts. So <clears throat> let's say we have a company who um, produces beef, produces produce, um, produces something, and they sell it to the state for um, you know, to go to the prisons, to go to um, other places for them to eat. Well, um, currently, we've got people that those contracts get canceled for no no fault of their own. They just change it and, and go with someone else. And then they're stuck left with a contract that is unfortunately no longer good. But when they sign that contract, the, the people who have those businesses, you know, they did it in good faith. And it sounds to me like the state hasn't been in good faith on the um, their side of the contract. So this would help to say that, hey, we're from Missouri and we want our Missourians to have first choice and, and we want them to have the first rights to having a, a contract. So this could this could really help. And, and so I'm really excited about that one as well. Sounds like you have a, a lot of work ahead of you there with those uh, measures, and good luck. And um, you know that uh, that's going to be a lot to uh, carry through. But I agree with you on everything you've said there, and I think that those are really great measures to push into the legislature. And uh, you know, I've I've heard a lot about measures coming up, and people would introduce in the House, they go straight through, everybody agrees, and all of a sudden, you hit the Senate. It's just such a different animal there, isn't it? It is. It is a different animal. You're right. Um, unfortunately, that happens a lot. Um, you know, the process for a bill to go through is already a very hard process to get it through. But that's put in place so that somebody can't just go in and pass something and it be done real quickly. There are measures. You know, you have to go to a committee. Then it has to pass out of the committee. Then it has to go to another committee and pass out of that committee. Then you got to hear it on the floor. And there's there's a lot to do. Then it has to go over to the other side. Same procedure. And then if, if we all agree on both sides, the House and the Senate, and then we sign it into law, then, or then we sign the bill, then the governor has to sign it into law. So there's a lot of steps to get it there, but it seems like you are correct. We're, we're getting things to the House, and then sometimes they become a standstill in the Senate. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate, but, but you're right. You know, there are so many hurdles, and there has to be to safeguard sure. um, the citizens. Now, uh, what about committee assignments? Are you still, uh, I guess, on the same committees? Mm -hmm. Sure. So when we have a we have a two year term in the House, and so we get assigned our committees uh, the first couple weeks of our first year on that term, um, and then we stick with those committees unless we ask to be changed or unless for some reason the speaker wants us changed. So the, I'm on the committees of um, I'm the Transportation Infrastructure Chair. I'm on Consent and House Procedures. I'm on the Ethics Committee, the Healthcare Reform Committee the Joint Committee on Government Accountability, the Joint Committee on Transportation Oversight, and I'm on one of the Rules Committee, uh, Legislative Oversight. Now, those joint committees mean they have both House, House and Senature members. So those are kind of neat because then you get to meet and, and um, have conversations with, with people on the other side. Yeah, that really sounds interesting. That uh, mm -hmm. Very good, very good. Uh, so what about the budget this year? What are your thoughts on what might be coming up? Well, you know, we do have a lot of money floating around in Missouri, and our budget is huge. And, you know, I'm not on the budget committee, 
So I don't have a lot of um, the in on what all gets uh, talked about in those meetings. I know they're long, long meetings. And uh, so I know that the, the people on the budget committee do the best for the Missouri citizens. You know, um, last year I was able to help um, Jefferson County get $12 million for some road expansion um, so that we could help bring a particular company in um, that's going to be huge, not just for Jefferson County, but all of Missouri. You know, people from St. Francis County, St. Genevieve County, they're going to get jobs at this uh, production plant as well. And, and, and they're huge paying jobs. And so I, I felt like I was blessed to be able to help get that into the budget. Um, you know, we always fully fund the foundation formula for schools. We fully fund transportation for schools. We do a lot of good things in the budget. Do we spend money on some things that we probably don't need? Absolutely. But the thing is, is they might not feel like huge priorities to me, but in some of those other districts, that's the only way that they can get some of their projects done because they're a lot poorer than we are and they don't have the means to, to do some of these projects. So they're all really worthy uh, projects. It's just <clears throat> they might not mean as, be as near and dear to my heart as the local projects around here. So I'm excited. I'm going to try to help get um, some money to help with the Amtrak train being able to stop in DeSoto. We need a, a small depot for that. So we're going to try to help with that. And, um, you know, if anybody needs anything, any counties want to reach out, we can we can sure try to get whatever we need um, because we want to make sure that that all the surrounding areas down here are doing well and, and booming in the, the economy. Um, you know, we've we've gone through a couple of years where, <clears throat> excuse me, we've gone through a couple of bad years um, with the economy because of COVID and because of shutdowns and, and because of stuff that happened out of our control. And, and it's time for us to get back to to 100 percent and and for us to get our state moving in the right direction. And, and we can do that in our budget with a lot of different good projects. Well, Representative, I, I just want to thank you for being with us today. And uh, anything else you'd like to add before we let you go? I just want to thank you all for, for you know, listening to the radio and listening to us speak. Um, it's so important for us to be able to know what the constituents want. Um, our office is always open. Anyone can reach out to us. If you have any problems, any questions, if you want to let us know how you feel on, on any of our bills or on any of the bills that are in the, you know, going through in the House, just reach out and let us know. I, I love to know both sides of the story. I love people that are pro and people that are con on a bill because if you don't hear from people and know their feelings, then you, you might vote the wrong way because you don't know how people feel. And I feel that I am responsible for voting for my 37,000 people and also all of Missourians because if you only vote for just those people right then and there that you that you serve then you're kind of doing a disservice because there's all these other people out there that you know aren't getting their voices heard and sometimes they're not getting heard by their representative either or their senator so give us a shout um, we're always happy to help and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to have you visit the Capitol um, it's a great place to come. I walk in the doors and I get goosebumps every time. I still do after four years, so it's great. I know what you mean. That happens to me, too, when I come up there. Mm -hmm. yep. same, same thing. Well, thanks for spending time with us. Happy New Year to you and yours, and uh, I appreciate it so much. Thanks again. 
Thanks. Happy New Year to you as well. You too. That is Cindy Buckeye Cordaway, state representative here on KFMO. We have news next. By Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. It's never too early to start crunching those numbers, downloading those forms, and organizing all those receipts you put in your shoebox. Getting frustrated yet? Yeah. Try crunching this number, 573-546-3104. Accountant Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Year-round for tax and business consulting, accounting, and bookkeeping, and payroll. Crunch that number one more time, 573-546-3104. A trusted name in the Arcadia Valley area, Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton chance of rain and snow to start and then just a slight chance of rain this afternoon. Our highs will be right around the upper 30s. Tonight we should be dry and report the cloudy sky upper 20s and then Saturday sunshine upper 40s. Sunday, partly sunny skies are high near 45. The first day of 2024 will be filled with sunshine. Our high will be in the low 40s. Tuesday, sunny skies are high temperatures Tuesday, mid to upper 40s. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parklands Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Friday, December 29th, and the time is 835. In our newscast, we're going to hear more about the holidays and our drinking and nutrition habits. Plus, the 2024 Missouri Legislative Session begins soon. Missouri Senate reporter Dean Morgan says on this day, December 29th in 1856, in Missouri Senate history, it was the first day of the first session of the 19th General Assembly. Morgan adds legislators were dealing at that time with bank regulations and railroads, among other issues. New regulations for banks and banking were put into place, along with creating the Office of Bank Commissioner. Lawmakers revised Missouri's statute of limitations, hastened completion of railroads, revised the mechanics lien law for St. Louis, more bonds to build railroads were issued, adding to the $10 million others already approved, and two more counties would come into existence. December 29, 1856, the date marking the first day of the first session of the 19th General Assembly on this date in Missouri Senate history. Reporting from the state capitol, I'm Dean Morgan. Also in news, oh, and remember the session begins next Wednesday, January 3rd for 2024 and will end May 17th. With the holidays here, our drinking habits might not be as healthy as they should be. Sister Mary Rachel Nurbin is with the Rural Parish Clinic from the Archdiocese of St. Louis. She tells us now's a good time to set a goal in terms of your own health and what you consume. Just to behoove you to look and see what is it that I'm consuming. Am I consuming things that come from the earth and from natural products? Or am I consuming a lot of things that are processed and have chemicals in them? Nurban adds, as an example, one nutritional problem many of us experience is not getting enough water. She says we should remember our bodies need water more than processed drinks like soda, energy drinks, and adult beverages. That's news from AM 1240. Stick around. We have another political interview coming up with State Representative Chris Dinkins. And sports is next on KFMO. Check the website to kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. Day three of the Central Christmas Tournament from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse. It was a six-broadcast day as we started with the girls' semifinals and top-seed Central beat the five-seed Festus 70-38. to Chloe Dishbein leads the team with 19 points. Taylor O'Connor and 16. The Central Lady Rebels never trailed in that one. 
one outscoring Festus in the first 26-8 and never looked back as they move on to the championship game, getting back there after getting upset last year by the Fredericktown Lady Cats, who played in the second semifinal on Thursday against the three-seed South Iron Lady Panthers. This game was hotly contested and back and forth South Iron led after one 15-10, but Fredericktown used an 18-4 second quarter to take the lead. Then it was South Iron 19-16 in the third to keep it close, and it started out Fredericktown in the fourth, but South Iron came all the way back, and Anna Parker kept her team in it with 31 points. Rena Miller adds 12, but it was this lone made three-pointer by Peyton German all game that sent her club, the Lady Panthers, to the championship game with the buzzer beater. Fredericktown's got fouls to give. Yes. Dinkins to Parker. Clock ticks down to seven. Do we have overtime? It's down to four. Parker through a screen. She'll take it in. Kick out German at the buzzer. German got it! South Iron going to the championship game with the buzzer beater, Peyton German. 57-54 the final and Central knows who they play and it's the South Iron Panthers. For the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats, Ava Penuel led with 14 points. Gabby McFadden had 12. She was 4 of 5 from the Land of Plenty, while Kira Francis put up 10 points in the loss. Fredericktown will play Festus in the third place game Saturday, while Central battles South Iron in the championship game, both of those on AM 1240 KFMO. And from there we had four boys quarterfinals from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse on the boys' side of the bracket. We started it with top seed Central and the Rebels as they played the nine-seeded Steelville Cardinals. Central wins at 76-55 and never trailed after a 16-8 first quarter. The Rebels get 31 from Joe Bryant, 12 from Zach Boyd, but 19 from Caden Casey. Owen McPeters' 19 points for Steelville was not enough as the cards will fall to the fifth-place bracket. And the Central Rebels move on to the semifinal. They'll play against the four-seed Hillsboro Hawks, a rematch of last year's championship game. Hillsboro beat the five-seed Potosi Trojans 70-63, a game that got close towards the end because Potosi outscored Hillsboro 23-19. But it wasn't enough to outlast the Hawks. As Hillsborough comes away with the victory, Greg Robinson lays in 16 points with 11 rebounds. Dominic Sutton adds 12. Then Nick Marchetti's 11 was followed by Peyton Brown's 10. For the Potosi Trojans, Carter Whitley gets 27 points in the victory. Both teams shoot 55% from the field, and both teams make 26 of 47. Interesting stat line there. Hillsboro will play Central in our first semifinal tonight on KFMO 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip-off. Potosi plays against Steelville. From there, it was the South Iron Panthers at the two-seed going up against the 10-seed DeSoto Dragons. The upsetters DeSoto over St. Genevieve in the first round. Couldn't play Cinderella in this one as they get beat by the two-seed South Iron Panthers 66-45. Sawyer Huff had 24 points in the win. Marquise Burst with 16 points. Hunter Huff only had five Five points, but adds 15 rebounds in the victory for the South Iron Panthers, who out-rebound DeSoto 32-13. South Iron moves on, and they face off against the Farmington Knights, who outlast Festus. And a buzzer-beater shot that wouldn't fall for the Tigers. The Knights win that one 44-41. They get 16 points from Cannon Roth and 12 from Max and LeMans, including two straight three-point buckets made that gave his club the lead early in the third quarter. He goes four of six from the land of plenty while Ford Festus drew Johnson and Aiden Clifton add 12 each. The Tigers were outscored
scored in that second half, 28-23, and the final score, 44-41. That sets the field for the semifinals tonight as Central plays Hillsborough at 6, and Farmington goes up against South Iron at 7.30. Again, our coverage starts at 5.30 on AM 1240 KFMO. That's tonight in the semifinal. Other happenings from Thursday from the T.J. Fulon Fieldhouse in boys' loser brackets as the Fredericktown Blackcats beat North County 55-39 and it was St. Genevieve over Perryville 77-54. Today's action in the loser's bracket, Jefferson plays Crystal City at noon and at 1.30 it's Fredericktown and St. Genevieve. Then in the fifth place bracket, Steelville and Potosi at 3, Festus and DeSoto at 4.30. Out-of-town scoreboard check from Thursday and the first state community to bank girls holiday tournament and its fifth installment from West County and Kingston. At West County of the winner's bracket, Hillsboro beat Viburnum while Valley Catholic falls to Perryville 51-46. West County drops one to Jefferson 68-40 and Cuba wallops DeSoto. And in the ninth place bracket, Crystal City falls to St. Paul 49-35 but Valley Caledonia beat Kingston 45-40. Crystal City will play Kingston in the 11th place game today at 1. And in the ninth place game at 2.30 it'll be St. Paul and Valley Caledonia. In the Warrior Winter Classic on the boys' side, Kingston falls to Seckman 84-57 and Valley Catholic loses to St. Vincent 59-56. Kingston plays in the third place game against Fox tonight at 6 and for Valley Catholic they play Valmire at 3 o'clock today. Rockwood Summit Girls Holiday Classic. Farmington beats Webster Groves 62-50. Farmington plays in the championship game today at 4 against Francis Howell who beat Francis Howell North 58-41. And the Rala Holiday Tournament that features North County they fall to Waynesville 80-50 North County will play Raytown in the seventh place game. And the Giants Jingle Bell Tournament in its first installment. West County falls to St. Mary's 76-36 in the semis. They'll play in the third place game against Lift for Life. And St. Paul loses their fifth place semifinal to McKinley 68-32. They'll play today at three in the seventh place game. From there to the ice at Enterprise Center in NHL, the St. Louis Blues are back at it tonight to wrap up a homestand when they host the Colorado Avalanche. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock puck drop on B104.3. And NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Coverage starts at 2 on KFMO with kickoff at 325. And NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers play Ohio State. The Buckeyes in the Cotton Bowl today from Dallas. Head coach Eli Drinkwitz says they've enjoyed the pageantry of the Cotton Bowl experience. But now all the focus needs to be on today's game. Our focus needs to increase on the game. Uh, it's a great opportunity to be in a New Year's Six, but it's really important to play well. Um, to have 34 days off in play is a real challenge, and, and so our focus is to try to focus on the fundamentals, the things that are really going to matter, pre- and post-snap penalties, ball security, tackling. The Tigers and Buckeyes kick off at 7 o'clock today. Missouri ninth in the nation, Ohio State at 7. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Need dump truck services? Look no further than DeMar Land Management, your trusted source for all your land needs. They offer expert dump truck service, rock hauling, and dirt hauling, delivering quality and reliability with every job. Your project deserves the best, and that's what DeMar Land Management provides. Call them today at 573-664-1156, 573-664-1156, and let them take your land to the next level. DeMar Land Management, unearth the possibilities. Hey. 
846 at KFMO. Stick around. We have one more interview, legislative bent, of course, and it's Chris Dinkins, state representative. Stick around. We'll have the daily dust from <coughs> Audra Kane. Break out your brooms and dustpans next. Tis the season for flavor at Flavor Gypsies in Potosi, wishing you a mouth-watering Christmas filled with culinary delights. Explore the festive menu and gourmet treats to make your holiday truly delicious. Merry Christmas from Flavor Gypsies, where every bite is a celebration. Hi, this is Don Thompson, President of First Aid Community Bank of Potosi, wishing everyone in our community a season full of special memories with your family and friends. May you capture the Christmas magic this year and pass it on. This is not headline news. It's not called dust. It's called... We call it the Daily Dust, with just a light dusting of gossip on Audra Kane for KFMO. So Vin Diesel has been replaced as the voice of Groot for the second season of Marvel's series What If. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. That's right. I'm Groot. No! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. Earlier this year, he was able to reprise Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and in the Disney Plus short series I Am Groot Season 2. There's no official reason been given for Vin's exclusion, but considering the timing, it's not really likely due to his sexual battery lawsuit. It's probably because of scheduling conflicts or some sort of budget restraints. I mean, almost anyone can make the Groot sound, right? Usually the actor and stunt person are different, but that's not the case with Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible's actor always does his own stunts. He held on to the side of the plane, rode a motorcycle on a ramp. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 director Christopher McQuarrie says Tom's stunts are no joke. It's very much an out-of-body experience. It's life and death stakes, and it's 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 very, very real. You're very... you're. You're what we call in present time. Yeah, and crazy. Today's show correspondent Jill Martin cried while trying on wigs after chemo. She's battling breast cancer and says she's lost a lot of hair, including her eyebrows and her eyelashes. I could style it, but it's fun. It's like playing dress up. I'm dressing up as myself. Yeah, it's really hard when your hair starts to fall out. My husband had to shave my head. It was so bad. The correspondent finished her chemo treatment late last month. And TLC is the best-selling American girl group of all time. 95 million records worldwide. There's a lifetime documentary, TLC Forever. It highlights their impact, and it still resonates with fans today. And that's The Daily Dust. I'm Audra Kane for KFMO. This holiday season, visit the UPS store in Deloge and Farmington, your one-stop shop for all things shipping, including happy returns. Trust the UPS store for reliable postal services. Happy holidays from the UPS store in Deloge and Farmington. The Family Fun Center in Bonterre is putting the family back into family fun. It's the perfect place for a birthday party, family game night, group outings, or just come hang out and have some great food and lots of fun. Be sure to check out their new go-karts to make your experience even more enjoyable. Whether it's bowling, arcade games, go-karts, bumper boats, bounce houses, or just hanging out, you can count on a great time. The Family Fun Center, open Wednesday through Sunday and located right off Highway 67 on Old Orchard Road in Bonterre missed any of the start we have another special guest on the line with us well now you can hear it anytime anywhere send straight to your phone subscribe to the start on am 1240 kfmo podcast you'll hear all the best the start has to offer missouri 8th district united states congressman jason smith even if you sleep in a little bit later it's time for another missouri state legislative report subscribe today to the start from am 1240 kfmo with apple and spotify podcasts
This is the start here on KFMO. If you haven't signed up for those podcasts or even our newsletter, do either or both, I suggest, because they're a little different. They have some of the same information. It's presented differently, and many times the stories are different in each. And you get to hear the whole show on the podcast. Yeah, you can do that. It's time for another interview here at the radio station, and we're going back to the phone lines. We're going to visit with State Representative Chris Dinkins. She's waiting on the phones for us. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Uh, Good, Mike. It's good to be back with you. It's been a while since we've had a conversation. Yes, it has. I haven't visited with too many of my legislative friends, you know, uh, for quite some time. So it's great to get you back on the air here. Uh, How does it feel going into this session for 2024? Well, it's always uh, kind of exciting to get started back into a new session um, and, you know, try to finish up some things you didn't get done but the year before. You always kind of look forward to not only getting back to work, but getting back to seeing some of your colleagues that you haven't seen over the interim. Yeah, you know, that's that's something that uh, I feel, too, whenever I get to come to Jefferson City to do our annual broadcast that we uh, try to keep up, except I think we didn't in the pandemic. Um, you know, it's it's always great to walk back into that Capitol and to see you guys, you know, the legislators, and talk with you and everything. It's kind of uh, catching up with old friends, but also looking forward to getting that business of the people done, which brings me to the next topic, and that's uh, any bills or measures you're going to introduce this session? Yes, I have. I've filed a couple already, and then I've got a couple more that are in the hopper getting ready to be filed. Uh, Two of the ones that I had worked on, uh, previous sessions that didn't quite make it across the line that I'll be continuing to work on. One is my school protections officers bill, uh, which currently in statute allows school boards to deem a um, school administrator or teacher, someone who's a certified staff member, to be a school protection officer and carry a weapon. However, I had one of our school superintendents say that he had people in his school district that would be more qualified that weren't a certified staff member, such as a janitor or maybe a technology coordinator, someone who uh, knew all the building, knew the ins and the outs of the building, and wasn't overseeing students, and they would be more suited. And so we've been trying to get that across the line for a couple years. We've got pieces of it passed on different pieces of legislation, but we've never gotten the full bill passed. And in this day and age where we see crime and um, a lot of uh, issues dealing with that, we need to uh, get that across the finish line to help protect our students. So that's one that I will be continuing to work on and hopefully get that across this year. Well, good luck with it. Uh, That's a bill. I agree with you. You know, and it's funny because Almost all the representatives I talk with and senators, uh, I I agree with you guys. Uh, You've got some really great measures coming up out there. Anything else on your plate for the session? Uh, Yes, and, uh, you know, on the same line of of crime and uh, things like that, uh, I had a uh, group of referees that had approached me about a lot of uh, things that they've had the experience when they've been refereeing um, ball games. Um, as you've probably been to several ball games lately, uh, it seems like fans are getting more and more out of control and threats are being made and carried out on referees, whether it's at 
actually at the ball game or when they go to get in their car or when they follow them down the street to the um, local convenience store. And it's really taking away from the kids and what sports is all about. And so we are looking to expand the definition um, of special victim to include sports officials at sporting events, um, kind of put a little more teeth in the crime and um, hopefully deter some of these uh, fans from getting out of control. Um, we've also ha- have experienced a lot of uh, people not wanting to go into that field anymore. A lot of our schools are saying they are having a hard time finding referees because of what they experience during the game so, or afterwards. So we're hoping to uh, get that uh, into place this year also. Um, I'm also working on an ambulance bill. Um, you know, when you need to use the ambulance, it's not a planned event. <laughs> it, you never know when you're going to have an emergency and need an ambulance. So we're trying to get some guidelines established so that your insurance don't cause uh, you to be billed for out-of-network services or not paid at all. Um, when you have to use a, an ambulance when you're not at your home location, maybe you're traveling across the state or um, whatever else you may, wherever else you may be, uh, we're trying to get these set at a current rate, maybe uh, similar to what the Center for Medicare and Medicaid have established through Title 18 of the Social Security Act so that there is a guideline maybe a range of which of what they can charge and just say, we're not going to cover it at all. And I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Uh, Chris, I've, I've got about uh, two and a half minutes left, and I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, aren't you running for Senate? I am. I am running for the 27th Senatorial District. Uh, that includes seven counties, four of which I currently already have in my legislative district. Uh, currently, the seat is held by Senator Holly Rader, and as many people already know, Holly Rader has announced that she will not be running for re-election for Senate, but is running for a lieutenant governor. That kind of opened up the seat, uh, so this isn't something that I had planned on, but with this new opportunity at hand, I have decided to throw my name in the ring, and I have... Um, ever since of announcing, I've been out there working it hard already, even though we are about nine months away. I've been in full force and getting out into these other areas that the other three counties that I do not uh, know people as well in, been meeting people and and going to events and uh, really enjoying uh, being out there. Is there anything you'd like to say? Uh, I don't know if this is a fair question. It might be too early, but uh, I know you've got to be thinking, if I get that seat, I'd sure like to what? Ah, you know, I've really been trying not to get the cart before the horse. Right. But, uh, you know, in the Senate, there are only 34 senators versus 163 representatives. And you do have a lot more opportunity to be able to get your legislation passed and, you know, have more say in the budget process, you know, even though I feel like we were able to get a lot done for our district last year in the budget, uh, several things uh, for, you know, $5 million for Ellington for their uh, 
sewer treatment plant and um, airport expansion in in, uh, Washington County, a million dollars there, and several school safety grants, a lot of things like that. But I I look forward to having the opportunity to be able to do more for our people. You know, this area, the whole southeast area is the poorest in the state. And, you know, I work for the people, and my job is to do the best I can for them. So I, I look forward to hearing from the people what they need and being able to go and work and get it done. Well, State Representative Dinkins, I, I appreciate your time today. I have to bug out for CBS News. Good luck in that campaign, and thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike, and Happy New Year. Same to you. That is Chris Dinkins, State Representative, here on AM 1240 KFMO Park Hills. It's 9 o'clock.